This is Dr. David Shine, and welcome to Business Law 101. One of the things we wanted to focus you on, and we mentioned this in our first lecture last Tuesday, is that in a survey course like this, this is what's known as a survey course, it is important to learn the terminology and some of the basic definitions in, in this area. Uh, my idea being as you're doing the business that you're in, uh, you may have a variety of situations where you are um, trying to uh, understand what's happening and you may be talking to an attorney or another business person and they start throwing out a lot of terminology. So what we want you to be able to do is to understand the terminology that the business people around you are using or the legal people around you are doing. Um, it's not as critical in this first chapter that we're talking about in criminal because we don't expect that you're going to be heavily involved in this, at least I hope not. I hope none of my students will be involved in criminal prosecution in the future, but um, I do want you to be aware of some of the basics. So uh, malum in se is a crime that is, has historically been regarded as a crime. A good example is murder. You, you're not allowed to murder your neighbor and that's been around a long time. In contrast, malum prohibitum is a situation that is strictly due to legislative decisions. So whether a speed limit on a highway is 55 or 70 is a arbitrary public decision. Hopefully it's based on the safety of the road, but uh, it may also be based on a desire of the local people to make more money. So they, they set an artificially low speed limit so people will speed and they can make money writing traffic tickets to people. So um, malum prohibitum. One of the more important issues in criminal prosecution is probable cause. Many of you know from the many TV shows, uh, the 10,000 episodes of Law and Order or CSI or NCIS and on and on and on all the different criminal law shows. Most of you are familiar with a lot of basic things. Probable cause is what is required to bring a claim against someone and also to get a search warrant. And so the basis is that it is likely, probably, that the person committed the crime which they're, they're accused of. Now, the legal standard in a criminal case is beyond a reasonable doubt. And the best way to describe this, I'm gonna look at the camera for a minute, is to imagine the scales of justice. So remember, they got a little chain, a little pan, come up and across. So if you can imagine, I'm holding the scales of justice in my hands, and in a civil case, we have a standard called preponderance of the evidence. What that means is the winning side is the side in my right hand, you'll see in the left of your screen, and that is the party that has a little bit more evidence. Now, in a criminal case, the difference is like this. To convict the defendant, the overwhelming majority of the evidence must be against the defendant in order to find the defendant guilty. That is a beyond the reasonable doubt. Again, preponderance of the evidence, beyond a reasonable doubt. So if you think about those scales of justice, that may help you in terms of understanding these two uh, contrasting uh, burdens of proof.